Welcome to the Countdown Podcast, where we review the final and third season of Ted Lasso. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul Strangewit, then, for this third season of the show, which aired between March and May 2023, obviously on the Apple TV Network, I don't know what's network's not the right word. Yeah, streaming streaming service. Yeah. service, and this is a sports comedy drama. As if you didn't know, yeah, Emmy Award winning now created or developed and created by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt, and Joe Kelly, and it's based on a character that Sudeikis first portrayed in a series of promotional media for NBC Sports's coverage of England's Premier League. Interesting, right? Yeah, very interesting. The third season had 12 episodes, which were an extraordinarily long length of time compared to the early episodes of this show, which were mostly 25 to 35 yeah. minutes. I, I think I noticed about four episodes. These bitches are all one hour or more. They're, they're all 50 minutes, getting all the way up to about 72 minutes mm. for the finale of the show. And they pretty much come out and said, that's the end now yeah. for Ted Lasso. There may be some spin-offs being considered for some of the side characters, but Ted is done so, well, apparently, according to all involved in the making there... Until someone backs up the money truck. Money truck. It stars Jason Sudeikis, Hannah Waddingham, Jeremy Swift, Phil Dunster, Brett Goldstein, Brendan Hunt, Nick Bahamond, Juno Temple, and, of course, Giles, Giles. a.k.a. Anthony Head. Wayne, can you give us a summary of the third season of Ted Lasso? Here's what I found. Third season of Ted Lasso, the newly promoted AFC Richmond faces ridicule as media predictions widely peg them as they last in the Premier League. And Nate, now hailed as a wonder kid after being a cunt last season, <laughs> has gone to work for Rupert at West Ham United. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair enough. According to the critical response out there, mm-hmm. not as warmly received. Yeah, um, I only literally seconds ago, as I was searching for that, <laughs> for that synopsis, I was like, oh, people don't actually like it as much. There's been some vocal kind of backlash to it. and Why? I mean, with, wait, well, keep, without keeping my powder dry, I'll say, I kind of get some of that. I don't think, Wayne, if I may lead off today. Please, please, please. I don't think season three of Ted Lasso is anywhere near as good as season one in particular, which was A-plus television. Season two, which was A-television. I think season three is more like B, B-minus mm. television. Mm. It's good. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I laughed most episodes. But I think they really squandered some opportunities and they went away from some of their strengths and they just padded the shit out of this season. Okay, so if we're going general, all right? Yeah, general, no spoilers to start with, but we're very quickly going to get into spoilers because it's impossible to talk about 12 exactly. episode arc without giving something away. So exactly. there you go. I think it's too padded, too long, focused on the wrong characters a lot of the time, sent some of them off on some weird side trajectories that really amounted to fuck all. So mm. overall... I have to admit, I'm disappointed in Ted Lasso Season 3. It was still good, and I still enjoyed my time, and I'll still give it an absolutely a positive mark, but nowhere near as positive when I gave it. And not that long ago, I said this was in my top three or four shows that we watched on in the life of the podcast. I think that's dipped down that ranking now dipped to be towards in. the bottom of that seven or eight mm. rather than three or four. Well, I think that this season is the most toothless of the seasons, shall we say. A lot of things that I thought would go down did not go down. And maybe I enjoyed the, the the way it did go. I don't know if I would have enjoyed it more had it gone the way I was hoping. Um, I'm expecting so. I was expecting, shall we say, some level of showdown uh, in this season. Yep. Which never happened. So I'm like, okay, well, um, let's go with what they're doing. It's touching as hell. Still charming. Still this charming. Still charming, and it still feel good. I think the whole point about this season and is like, you know, everyone can change if they just let a little Ted Lasso into their lives. It's just like. The whole reason we liked it in the first place is that 
Ted's unlikely sort of southern charm or whatever is is like gets through everything. And the best thing for me about the show, especially this season, is well, it's I love how supportive the entire team is for each other and it's really nice to watch. It's a little unrealistic, but it's Look, it probably would be in a Premier League team or Division 1 team of any but, I, but but it's a TV show and it's a fairy tale after all. So I'm like, okay, why not? So I love the fact that the guys love each other and they're the best guys ever, seemingly, right? Even when they have problems, it's like a problem from a good place kind of thing, right? So certain plot developments were a little convenient for my liking. Or happened off screen. Yes. Massive stupid. W- now that, I'm like, what? Because like that was a big thing. I was like, okay, fine. Again, still down for it. But if I had to take something away from this, it seems like... Maybe the, 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 I don't know, lesson or whatever. And I hate it when TV gives you a lesson. But oh, maybe, God, they ram that down your throat a lot. I know. But like, I'll it, say to you, it gets a bit on the nose with some of these lessons. That, and, and I will agree with you on that. Because it was so airy-fairy. There was not even really a threat this season. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was no... There were villains, but the villains were largely as kind of effective as they always la- were. Yeah, largely pretty lame. YouTube yeah. almost. Well, th- we'll we'll have to get into sports to mm. do this, but like, um, there were some great moments in it, and I definitely, like you said, I enjoyed my time. Yep. You know, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, "Get on with it, get on with it." I was like, "All right." So you know, but like, if you look at the season as a whole, the standout moments were all very emotional kind of thing, as opposed to <gasps> plot development. You know, so that's what like I maybe could use a little bit more of that. I could use more of the sport. You'd, this yeah. was a sports comedy drama as described here on Wikipedia. I think that's the problem you're having with it that I'm not having with it because I don't give a fuck about And this sports. became <laughs> much more a drama and, and nowhere near as funny. I didn't think this season was as funny as the previous two seasons either. Mm. So we, we went more and more saccharinely sweet and... Oh. Let me ask you something. How do you feel about Roy Kent's character this season? I still like him. I still He's like still him too. He's still my favourite of... All the characters. And if we were to get a spin-off, I'd love a spin-off about Roy Kent. If anything happens for a spin-off, it's definitely Roy Kent. Phoebe, his his niece, who is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like her too. And maybe maybe Jamie Tart's in it and he's managing him or he's he's coaching him or training him. Because, of course, there's a big plot development for him, which I can't mention right now. Absolutely. That would be a huge spoiler for the final episode of the season. So let's stove, stay, put that aside, one side for uh, a conversation. In I just think a few we've seconds. tiptoed around this enough. Yeah, let's. Let's. Uh, <laughs> right. Liked, didn't love. No one here is good. Is that a fair? Sure, I enjoyed. I enjoyed probably a bit more than you, but okay. also for like the same reasons that I'm a bitch. All right, there. We- <laughs> Hard to dispute. All right, on the other side of Jack, let's get into spoilers so we can stop uh, fucking up spoilers. <laughs> You can't handle the truth. And the truth is that Ted Lasso, not quite as popular. I wonder if the Emmys will award it the same way it has previously or whether that will trickle on through and we won't see so much Ted Lasso love, even though it's the last season where they typically tend to love the shit out of shows. I think um, given the amount of shit that's out there now... You know what I mean? Like the amount of fucking sheer billions of shows that are out there. Yeah, and a lot of them are shit, you're right, but there's also some really great shows that are out no, there. No, sorry, when I say shit, I mean, I like, there's so many shows out there. A good, like, you know, this is not the 90s where there was like sort of 10 shows on TV. This is fucking 200,000 shows. There's got to be at least 10 good ones. You know what I mean? Like 10 really good ones. I reckon they might take precedence over this. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
All right, then tell us your big what are, any big loves of the plot development side of things. Then sure, of course. Let's go with the loves spoil first. Everything for season three from here, episode one through twelve. So please be warned. Absolutely. Now I know you weren't a fan of this, but I really love the Amsterdam episode where everyone just turned up in Amsterdam. They played a game, but then everyone fucked off and had their own little adventures. I, no, I didn't hate the episode, but I did say and I did query it needs to come back for Rebecca. And boy, did they leave it to the last second. They did, but that's why it's a fairy tale for him. Oh, he's a pilot, you know, like oh, he's there. Oh, he's with the girl. This is her instant family. Oh, I don't need to have a kid now. He's got a kid, and she fucking looks like me. And now I get to fuck. You know, it's like it's that kind of shit. So, but I'm fine with it because I actually said I was like, I had that. But had that not happened, I don't think it did anything for her character. She didn't change other than it helped to maybe move past Rupert and stop being so obsessed with just getting revenge on him for what he did to her. Well, that sort of has happened like sort but of like... But that could have happened by its own on the back of Rupert making another move on her again and she rebuffing him, so... Well, that is what happened, I think. No, like she's... But yeah, but my point is then up until that final last five minutes of the show, it rendered that whole sideways adventure, if you want to call it that, for her in Amsterdam as pointless. Yeah, but I think they set that up for that that one moment in the... Yeah, like, like which is nice. And I'm glad. I'm glad You too. know who I'm not glad for? Who? Sam. Poor Sam. Which one's Sam? Sam is the Nigerian oh, yeah, yeah. who opened the restaurant. Ad, Ad, and we had, yeah, that guy. Yeah. had the huge, what do you call it, racism sort of row yep, yep. in there when he you know, weighed in on the political landscape and had people Someone targeting fucking, him yep, and all that yep. stuff. And then the, the arsehole guy played by, oh, who, what's, his, what's his name? The comedian? Is it? The African-American dude? Yeah. The billionaire? Yes. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was in Veep. It's not Richardson? Yeah, Sam Richardson. Hmm. Like, it's weird. He popped back up and he just ruined... Sorry, has he been mentioned before? Yeah, he was in in season two, I think. Oh! Yeah, where he he wanted to get Sam as his flagship player and, yeah. Is that why? Because I was looking at him like, is this a new character? Because he's like a billionaire who knows Sam and then it turns out he's trying a Super League. And I was like, is there a plot here that I missed? Obviously, there is. No. Um, So... I mean, yes, yes, there was a plot. There was a previous episode about it. I never... I couldn't remember him. So, yeah. Anyway, that was... Sam has that has his whole arc and he didn't get picked for the Nigerian team. You find that's because they paid the, yeah. the government however much paid money to not yep. pick him. And then suddenly, strangely, the very last episode we get the montage of everyone. He is in the Nigerian team. So like, what? But again, another development off camera. How yeah. did this asshole guy who was humiliated by Rebecca after she turned all the owners against his Super mm. League plan, he just went, oh, all right, fuck it. Sam can play for Nigeria now? Pulled, <laughs> pulled his 20 million. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Well, that's, I mean... Again, this is the kind of real shortcut the show took and it took increasingly number of them as this season progressed as they realized i think even with their all their padding and having 50 to 70 minute episodes they had too much to wrap up is what i'm trying to say yeah they went yeah big swings and sometimes like not enough time to write by the way that sam richardson is an amazing actor he's in veep he plays like this really uh mousy blurred and um he's like but and it, but to make him you know be this of nigerian billionaire really cool i thought so but yes i agree with you yeah he um, was also in a pretty funny comedy horror last oh, really? year about you know, werewolves within or something like that okay where you know, it's a bit of a whodunit where there's yeah. a werewolf killing people and... I, I like his work i like his work so look that was fun but uh, poor sam the whole rebecca and he thing they just sort of look at each other he doesn't get that there he doesn't seem really settled we get the little quick shot of him with the nigerian team but otherwise i'm like oh they did him dirty this season though. really uh he, he i mean he had a lot of screen time well yeah enough but like arguably i think the, the major plot threads they, thre- they set up for in the first two seasons weren't really, even in this season, weren't really addressed other than, oh, he's in the team now. He got to nail Rebecca. <laughs> so I think he's fine. Look, Wayne, I think your, he's life, fine. <laughs> your life goals and Sam's may, may probably... Yeah. I think you're right, you're right. But um, that was always cool. Like, if you know that you pass on the boss and she's hot, that's just great. Anyway, the... <laughs> 
Um, her character got a great arc. She's done. She's happy. She sells. She sells the team. She's a multi-billionaire, and mm. she's sat, sitting down with seemingly the Amsterdam pilot, pilot and his yep. daughter. Good mm. on. That's good. That, that's all wrapped up. Nice little moment between her and her and Ted a couple of times where he says he's leaving. And she God, tries, I thought they'd bang. She tries, I was hoping they'd oh, bang. That last episode. That last episode in the morning, I was like, out. oh, they can't hit it. What's that? Yeah, that was a bit of a fan theory slash favorite thing. I wanted that to happen. Nah, Every time they talk, no, I'm like, hit that, Ted. Had that happened, I'd have been like, that's absolute fucking bullshit. There was no sign nor inst- there was no connection between them that way at all. Again, just your fantasies projected on the Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and also... He nailed her friend, so it would have gotten awkward. Yes. What's her name? So she's, the, a, she's a British comedian. I saw. Her, uh, yes, she's on that bloody sassy. I think is that eight out of ten cats or whatever. One of those shows. Yeah. yeah. So that I mean, look, I actually, I, I, I actually like Rebecca is like one of my favorite characters. I not just because I like her, but like because like and she's good. The the stuff she goes through and sort of like her vulnerability. She's the, this big mouthed kind of large blonde beautiful woman and. Just like her vulnerability always plays when she has that big smile. I don't know. I quite like well, it. Well, she won an Emmy, Emmy Award as well. As oh, good. Brett yeah. Goldstein. So obviously recognized by her peers and the mm. industry for being very, very good at what she does. Nothing comes close in Ted Lasso, in my estimation, to that end of season one episode where Ted's building a bond with Rebecca and he beats the fuck out of Rupert at darts. Basically, he hustles him. Yeah. Awesome. Like, and he's supposed to be the guy. He's even got his own darts. You know? this, and this season... Didn't have anything that came close to that for me. But the best part of the season, as far as I'm concerned, the love for me was Roy Kent and Jamie Tart's relationship. How Agree. That, how that really developed and how he takes him on to coach him and help him to be the best. That was the context of whatever that player came in, Zaba. Z- Zaba, yeah, whatever. Zaha. What, yeah, was such a stupid character. Okay, so here's the thing. The, that, that development... Was it a good note in the season? Because you see this supposed player and then you see Danny sort of like fanboy out over him. Well, not just Danny, up. everyone. Everyone's like... <gasps> the thing is though, yeah, but, but to take your point though, right? So he does that and he's there for a couple of episodes or whatever, but then he just fucks off. And it's like, what was the point of that? Exactly. That was like to extend the season almost, do you know what I mean? Like it was like, okay. It, look, it was a fine moment for the thing and it was intriguing and I liked it and everything. And it's cool to see him be so cool like and fucking dive in the air and fucking deflect a ball off his foot and then get a goal. That was kind of cool. But I didn't see the point. Well, again, it felt like filler. Yeah. And, you know. Zava. Zava. Got it. Yeah. And the guy was performed well in terms of like he believed the good natured arrogance that he had going on. Mm. But... I'm like, uh-huh, are we really just going to propel them? And then somehow they're winning sort of. No, then they were losing. And then he goes away and then they find their mojo. And this weird scene in Amsterdam, which is the one coaching moment that Ted has through the entire series of the show. Where he actually looks at He the- works up, looks at this idea of total football, which was yeah. done in the 70s. And yeah. yet, if it was done in the 70s and it's still not being done now, surely every team could have counted it. But anyway. <sighs> yeah, like I say, you just got to put that to one side. Okay. The on-the-field soccer stuff, it's not that well-filmed. It's, it's eh. And there's some terrible green screening. I, I, even I noticed that. Terrible. I'm like, terrible. Oh. It's like really quite obvious. That's the best you could do when you had a year's worth of fucking post-production on this show. Mm. Like, are you not sinking enough money into this, Apple? This is your flagship show. Yeah, I would agree on that. Um, and that's why, like, again, to me, uh, less sport is better, but I, I understand everyone else is not like that. Um, I will tell you my favorite things are the Diamond Dogs in general. Yeah, that's always fun. I mean, that's always... Especially, <laughs> and even, even that comes back to Roy Kent finally conceding. Now, let's talk and, about... And getting involved in yes. the Diamond Dogs. And that's the thing. Tell me, do you think Roy Kent has softened as a character? Like, yes. are you No, but like, uh, do you still enjoy him as much? Yes. Whistle! You know, so it's like... I, I um, love that. Yeah. I um, started doing that at my own netball training. Oh, God. Videotape it and put it online. <laughs> 
I don't do it um, in the English accent. I just go whistle. Well, you should because I forgot my <laughs> I forgot my whistle one day. And I decided doing that. Do you have a, uh, a, a metal or a plastic whistle? I have a. Is it? A, I think it's plastic, but I've also got one for my other team where you just squeeze it. I just realised that you get to wear a whistle around your fucking neck like a coach. I do. That's so cool. Ball sh- coaches don't ball. I even have a shirt that says coach. What? Mm. That's the best thing ever. If I you, I just wear that around the... it's pretty much a lady shirt because the buttons are on the wrong side, so I refuse to wear it because <laughs> I just gave it to me because I'm the only male coach in the we'll, whole fucking we'll league. We'll get you a coach's shirt <laughs> and we'll put the show logo on it. That's the sponsor, <laughs> all right? Okay. You might have to contribute some money then. We've got a picture in account. Yeah. Anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> So yes, no, uh, I love all that. And yeah, like he the, definitely has softened. Yeah, but is he as enjoyable? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I actually like him Especially better. Especially him, him and Phoebe, very funny. Yes, him now. and Jamie, very, great. Love their back and forth. Then Jamie they get fight, as well. I get in a fight about Keely. Keely yeah. Now there's a character they do dirty this season. Well, here's the thing, Paul. Keely can kiss my ass. Oh, I don't care at all about her. She is absolutely the succubus that is sort what? of. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. She's fine, and yes, she got to munch some rug. But the point is, like, well, she's. <laughs> I've never really cared for her as a character. She's just a bloody just. Uh, and I was going on the fuck off. Oh, I like Keely. Yeah, I know you like a motherfucker. I find her like she's possible. lovely. I'm not saying I like her, like her. I'm saying I think she's a lovely human being, and she's trying to get beyond what she was just her God given beauty um, and do more with herself. And I, okay, she's not your kind, not, not your type. I find her to be. Um, I don't buy it. Paul. But what I don't like about the show is we never really saw the breakup. Between her and Roy. We don't see a lot of fucking things, Paul. Well, yeah. But I'm yes, good up. point. Then we never, never really find out why, other than it's alluded that Roy broke up with her because he was kind of attracted to the, the primary school teacher. I didn't get any of that. I, like, well, I, mean, I said it's alluded. So, and we never even get that conversation. And the next thing you know... Is he, that why he broke up He basically her? comes to apologize to her and give her a letter. And she reads the letter. And then the next scene, he's wearing her robe. And it's implied, I thought, by that. They that definitely they, shaved. They, they definitely shaved. Banged. They did. Okay. Yes. But they're not back together. Okay, no, that's fine. You no. can bang and not be with someone. That's absolutely fine. So I've heard. So. <laughs> um, so. <Boy. laughs> it's like, mind blown. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was an exercise in sarcasm. In case you were wondering. Yeah, in case you're like me and can't pick it up. Yes, so, I mean, th- that happened and that's fine. You know, that's all That's all interesting. How do you feel at the end of that plot line, which is basically... I'm glad she rebuffed the two motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm glad. That's the best thing she did the whole, whole Jamie season. Tart, basically, they get to fight, rock up to a house, you need to pick one of us. And it was very obvious she was going to pick neither of them. Yeah. No, that was the best thing she... That was the best moment for her character in three seasons. So, um... <laughs> oh, I, I won't disagree, it wasn't the best... But I thought the whole putting her in this PR firm off to the side, creating her own firm, and then having a relationship with the boss, and then the boss basically just stopping seeing her the moment that a video came out about, like, that was a shit. Really? It was filled time. I didn't give a fuck. Well, it was more like... She needed to be around the club. It's more like opportunistic lesbianism, and then it disappears. You know what I mean? It's like, what what happened there? Like what? That's fine. She's, so she's attracted to both sides. No, no, that's that's great. I don't, I don't care about that. But my point is, like, that whole side arc was just filler. Ultimately, it's like it's when she's connecting with the main characters in the club. Yeah, that... it didn't come to anything. No. is the thing, right? So, like, and well, like a lot of things this season. Mm. So that is what else? What else? Nate. Right. Let's talk about Nate. Nate might be, if you want to talk about done dirty to a character, I think his arc in the first two seasons was brilliant. They, it was. And then it was such a surprise at the end of the last three weeks. He fucking... It was a surprise, but you look back on it. I know, I think, he's, you I know see we talked moments. about it. We saw yeah. the moments where he was he was disrespected and he was overlooked and when he was shamed, basically. Absolutely. And as a result, when an offer came to him from Anthony Head's character, 
Rupert. Yeah. Rupert, yep. Is it Rupert? Yeah. Is that Rupert Giles. I was going to say his name. He's got I just, the same I just name. connected the he same fucking got the same name. name. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Three seasons of a show. Like, <laughs> that's why I pause. But no, I can't. No, it is Rupert, yeah. Takes the job at West Ham. Mm. He's absolutely dominating there. And he's a complete prick. But he's a complete prick who sometimes realises he's a complete prick. No. Now, I, had, I didn't have a lot of problem with the early parts of the season where he's sort of warring with, oh, do I do this? Should I do that? Should I? And then when he ignored Ted when they won. And I'm like, that's crap. There's no way you get lost in that moment not to go. Like, that was shit writing, I thought. And it just gets worse and worse from him for there. From Here, there. Here's my, if we're talking about writing for Nate, right? The, so what, the way I thought this season would go is that Nate and Ted face off and at the end there's some kind of resolution, yes. right? Um, That's probably I've, traditional. Right. Yeah. And I'm still burned. I hate Nate because of what he did last season. Your beard. I am beard. I'm absolutely beard. And in fact, I really am beard because I didn't, I didn't even want him to get a girlfriend. I'm like, you don't deserve to be happy, you piece of shit. Right? <laughs> and I don't buy your relationship as well. She's too hot for you. So, like, there's that, right? <laughs> Now, what, <laughs> what they did with this show is that they're going, okay, so Nate is, like, he has to do that spitting thing before he becomes a cunt. And then he did that at the press conference and whatever and this and that. And then what they did, though, but which was, I guess, interesting, was they kept him being Nate, but he's still awkward in front of women and da 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 da, da. And then here's my thing, right? The whole reason last season he became cunt Nate is... Because of, I guess, building humiliation, sarcasm. I don't, I don't know what exactly happened, but basically, that's what happened. Yeah, okay. Like I said, I, I bought the, the... Right, so the, the, the rise or the fall, I shall say, uh, that happened and that was fine. This season, you see him faltering in his cuntness uh, for whatever reasons, because he's true to himself or whatever, right? That's fine. He then, like, when he disappears, from, when he quits West Ham, I thought it was because... Off camera. I thought it was because Giles fired him. It wasn't. It turns out he quit on his own because Giles wanted him to fuck two women or Giles, something. Yeah, because right? Rupert wanted him to, to act the way that he was acting and yeah. like, make him his little protege and everything else. But like, we don't explore why exactly. Because like, Cunt Nate would be like, wicked, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? And so he's realizing that he's not Cunt Nate, this, that, whatever. But then he disappears completely, right? And then as if that's not enough, Paul. It gets even worse. It gets even worse. He then goes and he's miserable and then he goes home to stay and he has a, a nice conversation with his dad. I'm proud of your son, yada, yep. yada, yada. There's no resolution for him to come back from that. If you are, as, at least as, as far as I can tell, he became Dark Nate because of whatever, like his humiliation that's been building over the years. He needs to then resolve that. Yeah, there off- needed to be a, cam- a conversation with those guys around, here's why I did what I did. And it may not have been the right thing, but you guys can't treat people like that anymore. And they weren't. They would have probably gone, you're right, we fucking did. Roy Kent would have said. They didn't treat him bad at all. He's a no, pussy. No, they, they did. Did they? Yeah, there were moments in there where they needed to respect he him He tried more. to fuck Keely, man. He was a, oh, yeah, yeah I'd forgotten about you know that what I'm saying? So it's yeah. all kind of a whole yeah, thing. Was, I'm not, I guess my point is we never really got that conversation. And they he takes a job as the assistant kit man now to the young fella, Will. That's the only thing I liked. He couldn't just come back as head, as, as And the coach. players came and said, we all want you to come back. Why? They should all hate him like I that do. That doesn't make much sense. Exactly. Beard, like you said, we hated him. And then he, Beard forgives him. But he doesn't even have a conversation with Ted until the very end of the show. Well, after that's it. everything's played out. They all had, uh, had decided to. Surely at that point, how, does, how is he wandering around the clubs doing his job and not seeing Ted until that moment in time? I, I thought that was ridiculously badly written. Well, the and Beard... even more yeah. so, sorry if yeah, I Yeah, please go on, please, please. In the finale, like at some, it's going to have to make a big play. It's going to the one kid is going to have to step up to help them win that last game. He didn't. Nope. That is referred to something he'd done before. I'm like, that is fucking shit. I didn't know what they were doing, and so I was like, oh, okay, they're just faking out the opposition, right? Yeah, you're right. He didn't have a moment where he's no. like, actually, I have this strategy How did that they I miss developed. That? That's yeah. writing 101. Yeah. 
And that's why it was, and it was so quick as well. Like, oh, this happened. Boom. Oh, you know, there's some of the, I mean. And he's, okay, by the end of the show, and Roy's the coach. He's now an assistant coach to Roy. And yeah. that makes more sense. But but we needed it to happen during the season through their rise. If there's one omission, now that we've crapped all over Nate's storyline mm, and how yes. it's been handled, one omission I did like is they win the game, they beat West Ham. And you didn't see them. Rupert's found, found out to be, by everyone now, the complete brick years. Though, even the way that played out with, his wife and his mistress coming to visit Rebecca off for screen. advice. Off screen again. Mm-hmm. Like what, so what happened there? You want to see him get his comeuppance, yes. right? So instead of reading about it in the newspaper. Shove the commentator dude who's taken over coaching the side or, or managing the side, shove him down and then everyone's booing him and said, wanker, wanker, wanker. And he yeah. walks off. I'm like, that's it? Yeah. For the big bad of this season, of this show? Yeah, I wanted to see him fucking marching off in front of a yeah. grand and jury. And the newspaper report saying he's been, he's basically had to sell the club or whatever it was. He's out. Still rich. Yeah, I mean, like, like that's it. I did, want him to be fucking bland. Did it say he was also divorced again? I can't remember. This is the thing. Anyway, I just thought that was pretty poor too. Yeah, but one omission was I'm glad we didn't see because they deliberately wrote it that Man City, who I think is the team that's kicking everyone's ass in the Premier League, mm-hmm. Man City, if they had lost their last game, they would have jumped them to win the Premier League. They didn't. Yes, they finished second. There's unfinished business. They got a long way to go. That was all cool the way that was handled. That was one stroke a genius when it comes to leaving things out. Yes, because exactly. And I did wonder about this. I'm like, are they going to win at the end? The answer is yes, but no. Yes. Right? So, and that's good because if they just won, it would be too much of a fairy tale possibly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You need a little bit of salt in there. So, I think that's fine. I wanted to say something. The um the Please. actual opening of a lot of these episodes is very cinematic. I know we just gave shit to the green screen, but a lot of the way these things are shot with the voiceover like or the, you know, that kind of I I loved you like, mean the some, credits or no the openings to a lot of the sh- a lot of the episodes maybe the last four I noticed it I'm like going look at this they're just sort of shooting the town it's actually really oddly cinematic for a show like okay. this it's it's sort of I, I, it was really cool I thought it was really nice we were talking about this a lot haven't we um, yeah yeah so I mean look, review a series is always going to be or a season is always going to be a bit longer than yeah than a straightforward well, film review after we like you said after we shot on the Nate thing right I did decide this mid sort of watching it. You know what? I'm probably having a better time with Nate coming back to who he really is. And when he said sorry to Ted, I actually felt that. When Ted had this moment with his mom, thank you for this, but fuck you for this. Yeah, that was cool. That was really good. It was a good scene. I was like, this is good. And then like, the, the, what's it, the bar at the pub owner, she's like, they fuck you up. Parents yeah. fuck you Which up. Which is yeah. a quote from the someone book? or other. Yeah, well, the, book. well, the book's quoting from yeah. whoever it is. Yeah, oh, really, There's yeah. a book called They Fuck You they Up. They Fuck yeah. You Up, yeah. So um, I was like, God, it must be. I'm just, and I, in that moment, I'm like, Wow, I'm really not equipped to be a parent. <laughs> I, I don't think many why. of us are, Wayne, if I'm really no, honest. Mate, like, but how are you supposed to get that right? Like, something's going to go wrong. The question is, how smart and resilient is the kid almost? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it's also what tools you build them. Yeah. To instill in them. So how are you supposed to get that right? Bloody hell. You you people are very brave, Paul. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Do we miss anyone out? Look, oh, the, the big, one of the on-the-nose things, which is really, really, you know, about be a good bloke and, you know, d- dating websites and all that kind of shit. And then the, of course, the guy who comes out as gay in the team. Who, I quite liked that. Um, but geez, it, went, it really carried on a long way. And you were like, oh, the captain hates him because he's gay. No, he doesn't. He's just that's sticking what up I like. for him. That's what I like. Because th- it sounds like he's homophobic. I'm like, yeah. wait, that's not a step with being in this team. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, no, he's actually like, he's offended at being like. You didn't tell me. Yeah. How come you didn't tell me, bruv? You know, you know I, uh, a friend of mine came out of a, after a lot of years, like literally most of his life, and he, came, and he came out finally to my then girlfriend and then came out to me. And like we all kind of knew. 
And I, he told me that the biggest problem he had is that he felt like everyone would be angry that he lied to them. Right. And I said, wow, man, no one cares. They just want you to be happy. And it took him like a year to figure that out. Mm. So I can only imagine what the journey of someone who's having to, you know, look inside themselves like that has to be, which is why I love Your the friends gays. are a fair bit older than the kid. No, in this, way in older. Show, so. Yeah. So that's why I love the gays. They're much more complex and interesting than me. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, again, I would have appreciated maybe be, handled a bit more subtly, I think. Than really sort of shoving it in your face yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, a lot of lot of hours this season. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess all right. Probably that's all I've really got to say yeah. about season three. I'm I'm glad that that uh, Ted sort of got his. But even the way that ended. That one more thing. One more thing to sort of. So he goes home. His kids there. Mm. His wife standing the door. There's no sign of the doctor. Which, by the way. Ethical problems. I was wondering up if you'd have the way. You might bump into that. Yeah, you can't just power slam your fucking client's wife or her if she well, wants a client. They were together. They were both coming to see him for therapy, and like you wind up with a patient slash client of yours that you were treating, and it's seemingly like is that career ending, Paul? Well, it, it could be if if Ted made a complaint formally. I don't know sure what the rules are in America, but here in Australia, you can't get involved with a the client. There's got to be one, two year minimum between seeing that client for the last time and starting a relationship. And two, you must prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are not taking advantage of that person by doing so. Mm. Literally becoming the next partner after people get divorced, there's no way you could prove that. That would be career-ending. Now, first of all, good. I was wondering about that. Secondly, I think the through line of probably the entire show is that, well, the fact is the thing that I enjoy or like or whatever is that Ted Lasso is ostensibly a people pleaser so he puts people sort of in front of himself as per his mum as per his mum and then sort of towards this end when you see him actually struggling and so on he kind of learns that you need to take time to actually heal yourself because you are not any use to anyone if you're fucked up so now you need to take that time for yourself and that's kind of what so and, and, and then the idea that like you know your boy misses you that kind of thing he always had to go home do you know what I mean like yep. his boy is obviously his world and that's important so great you know it's so hard for him to leave because he left on a high. Well, mission not quite done. And obviously, he would have left a squillion dollars to be the manager of a Premier League team that's now challenging and is worth $2 billion to sell. Exactly. Imagine what he's on. No, that's why it's so cool. It's like, well, you know, wouldn't it be cool for one? Can't you let the boy visit you for a year and just make another fucking few million dollars, then go home? Well, she, pounds as well, bro. She also suggests that to him. She said, why can't he come here to the best schools and, and the like? And, you know. I would have probably given that a nudge, but um, but uh, I'm not a parent, and obviously, and displacing uh, your kid and putting him in a very big, very yeah. big move, you know. So um, yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I did like that part of it. So look, yeah, maybe this is the least good of the three seasons for sure. But let's say um, congratulations for keeping it at three seasons, Bill Lawrence. Yes, and co, and for sticking to your guns. This was a three season arc they planned from the beginning, and and that yeah, rather than. As you say, dump trucks of money being driven up to them, and like, oh, we'll go around again. We'll 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 keep going. I don't. This is the type of thing that'll turn up in like five years. You know what I mean? Like, say, like, hey, we're doing one more season of Ted Lasso, seven seven episode uh, arc. You know, yeah, it could be. Yeah, I but um, be. I'm we're... hearing a lot of things from people about shrinking, which is Bill Lawrence's current show. show. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Harrison Ford. Someone told me that that's it's the best Jesus acting Harrison Ford has been doing for years. And yeah, and also I think Roy Kent is in it. Is Brick also in that too? I think so. Ooh, might be. Enough. I could be wrong, but check it out. Yeah. So <laughs> he's a very funny guy. Uh, yeah, just because he just because he weaponizes fuck and the c word so well. Oh yeah, and he's like I've seen him talk in just like like be interviewed, and he's not likewise. Yeah, he's not like 
He's not Roy Kent. Obviously, he's not. No, he's not growling, but he has the same. He's got the same. Yes, absolutely. Which is so amusing because he's talking about like handling rejection as an actor and stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's right. He's a real person. So yeah, which is nice. Yeah. All right then, Wayne. What are you going to score? Season three of Ted Lasso. As my voice almost cracked. There. Four, four. Um, let's go with seventy-five out of ten. Out of hundred. Seventy-five out of ten. Out of 10. Yeah, yeah. I praise indeed. Yeah. Um, I'm coming in right a little bit under you. Not that much. Seventy was what I was yep. thinking. Yep. So solid. Good show, still enjoyed it. Nowhere near as good a season as the previous ones that came before it. So, mm. but overall, very pl- very pleased, very proud to have watched uh, Ted Lasso and been able to report on it back here to you, the good folk, the good listeners of the Countdown Podcast. If you haven't yet, don't know why you'd be listening to this part because we just spoil every single plot point development. <laughs> Some people like that in this show. All right, well, and we will continue to do so with further reviews and countdowns and the like. And you can get in touch with us about those or this review via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at the Countdown PC. You can like and follow the show through Podbean, where we are hosted, and check out the Facebook this community, listener community for all the stuff about the show and interacting with other fans of the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the Soundboard. Game over, man. Game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? The makers of Ted Lasso. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Yeah.